With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at. Like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Rolling along on a Friday. Glad that you're with us. Utah Jazz rolling along. If you missed Isaac Lohenkron, tell you up uh, 20, 20 some. Yeah. Doubling up the Nuggets right now. It's uh, 44 to 22 midway through the second quarter. How do the Nuggets only have 22 points midway through the second quarter, Mike Garmin? A lot is... of standing around and loafing. <laughs> oh, I you, love it. You talked people... about time zones, Dan. I tell you what, I mean, someone missed wake-up call or didn't get that extra cup <laughs> of coffee in. It would be an excuse if Utah and Denver weren't in the same time zone, you know. But, geez, Utah can wake up, but for some reason Denver is just uh, having an issue. By the way, it was a week ago when we were uh, – promoting our Fox Sports Radio NBA bubble bracket and heard uh, a, not a lot of people, but some people – don't sleep on the Nuggets. Well, the Nuggets are the ones who are sleeping right now against the the Utah Jazz. Yeah. Uh, if you took a nap between the Bucks game, uh, the Bucks win yesterday over the Magic, and the Lakers uh, game against the Portland Trailblazers, you might have missed something, and you might have missed something pretty big. Here was ESPN with the announcement. In the 2020 NBA draft, goes to the Minnesota Timberwolves. There it is. So the Timberwolves landing the first overall pick of the draft lottery. Mike, I know you don't have a problem with the Timberwolves getting the number one overall pick, but you got a problem with a lot of, a, a lot more from what unveiled last night. Well, I think when it comes down to it, Dan, you've got very few opportunities on the calendar to really showcase, you know, something special. This is this is an event for the players life changing, but for a lot of franchises 
look, if you're in the lottery, uh, things didn't go well, right? Obviously, the last couple of teams with the unique scenario we had this year, they got to play some extra time, get an extra month of work together, etc. But generally, it's the everybody's down on their knees in the prayer pose saying, please deliver us someone who can play some basketball and, and raise us up from the bottoms uh, of this league. And so fans are kind of excited. The problem is you do it in this circumstance, and let's face it, college basketball, the one and duns and, and some of the rules and, and the way things flow, we don't develop those relationships with players like we used to. I mean, from last year's draft, we knew Ja Morant. We knew Zion Williamson because, well, let's face it, Zion Williamson was everywhere. Yeah. But beyond that, maybe if you watched a bunch of college buckets, you were excited about different different guys coming out. Otherwise, it was, who are these guys? And I think that's something that the NBA loses every year when you start talking about international entries and the, the different scenarios, and especially this year even more unique, is that – how about some profiles? How about some excitement leading into where what we're going to see on draft day? Because that's still a miles away here uh, as we go. Yeah. So how, how about giving us a, a little bit of a preview as to who some of these guys are instead of the crash course of, well, now they're on their, your NBA team. It's all for the local news to try to ferret that out. It seems there, there's a missed opportunity in having it as a standalone event and a, all right, here's the top 14 teams that are going to draft, but hey, let's go through some of the prospects. Who are they looking at? And where are fits? And you've got a 900 guys and women on payroll to be analysts. Here, here's a night for them to analyze. Yeah. You know, there, there's a lot of different things that you can do. And I know when you and I used to do the Sunday morning show and when we would just rank stuff just for the sake of, you know, ranking them, we I know that we did non-sporting sporting events. You know, draft was part of its selection show and draft lottery was another one of those. And you're you're right about today's basketball compared to what we had years ago. I went to the 1993 draft, just randomly pulled that uh, because, Mike, I, I knew that there would be players available later on in that first round or later on in the lottery that we would know and that we would recognize. And. Sixth overall, Calbert Chaney went to the then Washington Bullets. Calbert Chaney left as the all-time scoring leader in the Big Ten when he did that. He went sixth overall. Bobby Hurley went after that. I remember Rodney Rogers went in that draft. Right. He went ninth to the Denver Nuggets. And you're like, oh, wow. Allen Houston, who had a great NBA career, uh, ended up going to the Pistons in with the 11th overall pick. And the point being is the lottery actually meant something back then for the other picks you know, that you had, that 9, 10, whether, you know, w- whether you're going to pick in the top half of the lottery or even the back end, there are enough guys that you could associate with and had interest. I got to be honest, the only thing that I needed to see last night was who were the four teams that could possibly, you know, get that number one pick? Because when you're breaking it down in the way that they did and, you know, the uh, the first pick goes to the Celtics, okay, the Grizzlies lost it. Then you, have the, you didn't have a shakeup until you went to, like, you know, nine or eight when you knew that Charlotte and Chicago jumped. And, and to me, all of that normalcy is just wasted time. It could have been better utilized, to your point, of doing stuff with the prospects, trying to get, you know – getting to know guys better. And by the way, Mike, when you have to play four games a day like the NBA is doing, why couldn't this have waited another week and led mm-hmm. into your double header or That's something right. like that? Yeah, I think that you're totally right about this. They they totally missed an opportunity. Just the the push going forward, right? And and we've talked a lot about it. I know Jason and I have, and, and Dan, you and I together, and I know uh, when you're in with Doug, this comes up a bunch, is the league's in pretty good shape with a lot of young talent, right? Sure. We, we talk about some of these guys that, that got the spotlight on them during the the restart games, and, and we, we mentioned Devin Booker. We're getting to watch Donovan Mitchell here now. I mean, you look at so, the youth is served in, in no – no doubts whatsoever. John Morant, Zion Williamson, and so many others that we could list as you go through Trey Young in Atlanta. And you've got all that, but you keep ushering it in, right? You got to keep the uh, keep the machine rolling, and especially for some of these teams that don't have that obvious guy, which is why they're at the top of the lottery. 
That's it. I mean, it's it's pushing. Here's the next guy, and here's who he compares to. I mean, because this gets you into your NBA archives, and you bring out the footage from the 80s. Maybe it is Calvert Chaney with the what you saw coming out of college or some of those prospects back in the day. Either way, you've got archives. You've got footage uh, of all these players and all the comps that you can do. It just seems like a missed opportunity to not only look at the history of the game a little bit, but also just to prepare folks for uh, other than the ball family, right? Anthony Edwards. I made a bunch of ER jokes yesterday. Revenge of the Nerds jokes. Top Gun jokes. Hey, Goose is going to be the number one pick. And that's fun. But then it becomes the, all right, let's talk about the other guys who might be in the lottery and start looking at the players. Like, did you see these guys play but what one game? Because we didn't have the NCAA tournament. No. Right? So we didn't have that to look at. And even some of the conference tournaments, you know, operations shut down. So, you know, obviously trying to figure that out as to who some of these players are, not to mention your international scouting. It just seems like an opportunity to sell sell the future of your game. My my joke was uh, if Lamelo goes to Minnesota, Ball of America. That's oh. what. Oh, yeah, that was, there's a branding opportunity right there. Uh, <laughs> that 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 was my joke. I I'll say this: you could have taken instead of wedging it in. By the way, we talk about game times. I don't think that there's a more awkward game time than six o'clock Eastern time. Because I don't even know if the people on the East Coast really even benefit from it. Like, it, maybe if you're you're done from your job at 5 o'clock, it starts a little bit earlier, but it's still odd. But I don't think a 6 o'clock Eastern time benefits a lot of people. But you moved the Bucks Magic game up a half hour so you could have that half hour window to do the draft lottery. You could do this, Mike. You could spread it out over two days and do like the format that they did – but just not reveal the top four until the next day. And you know what you do? Then you have Timberwolves fans maybe being excited. You have fans in Chicago saying, can the Bulls land the first pick? We'll find out tonight. Make that the 24-hour news cycle. Instead, it was a, you know, 122nd news cycle when they came back from commercial break. And then you knew, oh, Charlotte and Chicago didn't get the top pick. And so they, so the big news that they had lasted maybe a maximum of five minutes. There's a lot of different things that you can do, and it would help. And listen, you're not going to have – we know we're not going to have Zions every year. You just said it. It's not going to happen, and especially when you're in an atmosphere that you've had for the with no NCAA tournament, no ability to watch a player captivate America for three weeks like maybe you have done before. You need to maximize every way to do it. Maybe it gets drawn out, but maybe it doesn't. Maybe it works in Charlotte. Maybe you are tuning in the next night to see if the Hornets get number one. It's worth a shot than just trying to take it and jam. It's like jamming in that last pair of jeans in a suitcase. You know, yeah, it works, <laughs> but maybe it's just better to take two bags anyway and, and, and travel that way. I think that the NBA needs to, you know, look a little bit more outside the box to your point. And I think it would only do wonders because honestly, it just didn't didn't have a lot of pizzazz and I didn't have any dog in the fight. I didn't have any teams in the lottery that, that I wanted to get. I didn't want the warriors to get number one. I can tell you that, but sure. you know, as, as a, as a casual watcher, it didn't have much for me. And I would think even if you're a fan of the team, the excitement uh, probably didn't last long outside of your, if you're a Timberwolves fan. Yeah. I, I just, I just don't think it, it needs to be a news release. Cause that's really all this was. I mean, mm-hmm. here's a couple of minutes. Now back to our regularly scheduled programming. Here's another game for you to watch. And with everybody ready with their poison pens out, whether you want to take down the myth of LeBron or take down the rising myth of Damian Lillard, you were into that game. You weren't caring about the the draft lottery mm-hmm. yesterday. Uh, and I'll make one point from 1993. I'm a little disappointed with you that you didn't go all the way down to number 19 when the shot-blocking legend of A.C. Earl was drafted by the Boston Celtics. Oh, yes. Hey, One of he, our favorite guys growing he was up. A, he was a pain in the paint for a lot of Big Ten teams back in the day. But, again, that wasn't a lottery pick. So that's no, that's the only reason why I, I just didn't go that far. I just you know thought with our Big Ten love that maybe you would have just pushed <laughs> down a little bit. 
Oh, I can tell you what, in that same draft, there wasn't a player that annoyed me more as a big fan than Greg Graham of the Indiana Hoosiers. He went oh, 17th sure. overall to the <laughs> Charlotte Hornets that, that, that season. Man, that guy got on my nerves. Great player, but if you weren't an Indiana Hoosier, you were not a Greg Graham fan. He's Mike Harmon. <laughs> I'm Dan Beyer. By the way, I still think lottery should go straight envelopes. None of this hidden ping pong balls yeah. with the weighted. I've always said, just throw one envelope in there at a time. Make it pure chaos. Don't penalize the teams for trying to make the playoffs. You would get rid of tanking. You wouldn't have tanking if all of the teams that missed the playoffs uh, ended up getting the, a you know a shot at getting the first overall pick. I think that's what would be great uh, for the NBA. Is LaMelo Ball going to be a great NBA player? One insider doesn't think so. He's Mike Carmen. I'm Dan Beyer. We'll talk to that insider next year on Fox. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. 
I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And that is real news, folks. The fake news is that Doug Gottlieb's not here. I'm Dan Beyer. Mike Harmon alongside me, of course, from hey. the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon here on Fox Sports Radio that you can hear weeknights at 10 o'clock Eastern time, 7 Pacific. Just won't hear Mike tonight because he's with me during the daytime. So it's hey, that's, that's a win for me, I would say, for sure. Oh, I'm to- having a blast. This is a lot of fun. I'll be watching Cubs-White Sox. Nobody will get to hear me curse about it uh, while I'm on air. <laughs> uh, and a dramatic reading of Fast Times at Ridgemont High with a bunch of A-listers uh, seeing how uh, – Blue, they work when they oh, get into that script. I so heard about that. I, that could be uh, very. What Sean Penn's the only like original cast member though, right? As a part of it, I, I think I so. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, they, a lot of others crashed the party. I mean, they were all <laughs> fanboys and fangirls of this one. So let's get uh, it. D- David Thorpe isn't crashing the party. He is invited. Not only that, he's a VIP from TrueHoop.com. David <laughs> Thorpe joins us here on Fox Sports Radio. Hey, David, how's it going? Hey, I'm doing great. Thanks. Let's uh, let's let's dive in. Mike and I were just talking about draft lottery and we see a lot of different uh, projections and looking through your tweets, you're not too high on one LaMelo ball. And that may be an understatement. What is your scout on LaMelo ball or how you think he will transition into the NBA? Well, you know, to be fair, uh, what I wrote in my initial tweet that I wouldn't take him anywhere in the first round, I wrote as of today. And what I meant by that is, until, I mean, first of all, I'm not doing any research in person because I'm not with a team. Sure. But there's a lot of conversations I'd want to have as a team with him and his, his father, quite honestly. Uh, my, my whole focus is uh, if we take you anywhere really in the first round, we're guaranteed two years minimum having to pay you. Where's our guarantee that the first time you don't like the way our coach does something or our management does something or our star player does something, that your dad's not going to be on Fox and, and every other network out there complaining about what we're doing. That, that is not how you build culture. And as, as we watch the NBA, the, the teams with the great cultures are just as successful, at least in the regular season, as the teams with the world's best players. And so that's a, that's a problem for me. Then you factor in he can't shoot. Now, maybe he'll learn how to shoot. In fact, I think he will. But right now, he, there's no reason to think he can. Uh, we, we, he's got lots of question marks as to what he's going to be able to do defensively in, in the world's best league. We also have no idea how competitive he is. I've never noticed that he wanted to play to win. I've always noticed in the games that I've seen that he likes to play to look cool, which is nothing wrong with that at that age. But this is a business, and the business is, it really is defined by winning, not style. And so there has to be lots of conversations with him about what is most important to the franchise. Uh, before I would ever consider him in anywhere in the first round. Although, let's face it, he's, he's certainly deserving of a top three pick if, if he was just another dude out there that happened to go to Australia, but no one ever heard of him before. I have no problem with him going to Australia to play. My problem is in everything else, and there's a history. We just How can you trust the family uh, when you're dealing with the high drama and, and media attention that he's going to get? Off of that, just – when we look at this draft class, right, last year we had two huge headliners, and we've seen a number of the rookies come in and have big contributions. We watched Tyler Harrow, amongst others. Uh, but the the knock on this draft class is that we don't have that many NBA-ready, um, noticeable players. I mean, are, are, in the time this evolves, are we going to get a few more of those, or is this going to be one of those classes to wait for a star to emerge? I mean, it's very rare that you have someone that's really impactful on both ends of the court. There's, there were two guys this year, as you said. You could argue Hero was pretty good, too. Obviously, that's a, that's a good team he's with in Miami. Uh, you don't expect that with your rookies, and that's fine. You're drafting for the future. Uh, and in most cases, the good franchises take their draft picks and make them into, at the very least, rotation players, if not starters, and in some cases, stars. Uh, even late lottery picks like a Donovan Mitchell, I'm watching him right now. He's, he's the best player on the court. Well, so is Rudy Gobert, who is draft number 27, which is kind of my point. The sure. best franchise develop their draft picks and, and turn them into serviceable, if not all-star level players. And the guys that are, are stuck on bad franchises, even if they're talented, they tend not to reach their potential. And that's why it's, a, it's really 
a way to evaluate the franchises, much more so than the players, in my opinion. David Thorpe joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. I'm going to opine just for a quick second. So I think, like, when you when you have these top prospects with the lottery, if you were to put be put on a San Antonio team, um, like, we may think that tilted towards the better teams that are not helping out the worst teams. I just think it would be better for the league if instead of bearing some of the if you if you were able to add a top three pick to a Spurs team and not give them you know point four percent chance of landing that pick. I just I just think it's the lottery the way that it's set up is is bad operations for the NBA. All right, I'll get off my 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 high horse <laughs> and 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 try to figure out what's happening with the Lakers. Uh, is was it a switch, David? Is is it just Anthony Davis? Is it KCP hitting shots? What was the difference in game two as opposed to what happened in game one well it was very clear to me uh as good a defense as they played in the first game and they played amazing defense in the first game to hold portland to 100 given what portland's been doing to people it's pretty incredible especially considering how many fast breaks they had because of all the missed shots and and that's really the biggest thing is they went five of 32 from i wrote something i in shooting is either causing their misses or helping to cause misses or their misses are causing them to recalibrate whether or not they should be shooting and so therefore they're hesitant. And and so either for whatever chicken or egg coming first, it doesn't matter. They could not make a shot. Well, of course, last night that shot great. The, to me, the far bigger story is LeBron does look like LeBron. And I am not one who believes it's his age because he certainly looked like LeBron in late in early March. And in February and in January, you don't age that fast when you've had a break in the begin with. It makes me think there is something going on physically, and I know there was talk about groin or whatever. He's, he's managing something internally, and it's manifesting itself on the court where he looked pretty average to me for LeBron. They can't win a championship without him being amazing. Hopefully he'll get better because I really think there is something going on that, that, that can go away as opposed to something like old age, which of course can't. Until they fix that, they're, they're not going to look like they're going to be world champs. But defensively, guys, they're playing the best defense in the, in the uh, playoffs so far. Yeah, Dan and I were talking about it a, a little bit earlier. Just Anthony Davis uh, either read some headlines or LeBron got after him or whatever it was, but he looked like a different player in game two and was engaged from the, the opening bell and dominating the, the post that I, I guess – to a large degree, when we go back to the restart games, I mean, they secured number one seed and didn't have much to play for. But that was the other concern is that you, if LeBron's not 100, you know, you need Anthony Davis to at least be the guy that you brought into town. Well, I'm going to argue that you need both. I actually gave them an even chance to win the championship at the beginning of the seeding games with Milwaukee with the idea that LeBron and Davis are the best 2-0 in the world. And even though the rest of their players can be suspect, obviously, in some games and other games they'll play well, that duo will be able to overtake, for example, the Clippers, who are the deepest team in the West for sure, or Luka Dodgers and, and their talented team offensively in Dallas. So, so LeBron not being as good as he can be, they're, they're not going to be good enough. But let's, let's, see, let's see if they figure it out. I will tell you, I agree with you on Davis. I, I tweeted that he's, I think I tweeted this, he's the best non-primary ball handler we've seen in this league since Tim Duncan, one of the best of all time. Uh, what, what he does is just extraordinary, and, he, and he's getting better, and I think you're right. I thought he had an edge about him that he doesn't always have, although he has it more often than, than people probably realize. Sure. Uh, he was a dominating presence uh, mentally and emotionally, and then definitely physically. The whole team was very physical. They really took it to Portland, who was not a soft team inside with Nurkic inside and Whiteside. Uh, LA is playing championship level defense. They're just their offense right now. I would say is nowhere near ready to win a championship. But there's lots of time. It's still August, and they're playing hopefully till uh, you know September, October. David Thorpe at TrueHoop.com joining us here on the Doug Gottlieb Show at Fox Sports Radio. He's Mike Harmon. I'm Dan Byer sitting in for Doug today. Does Milwaukee have enough depth? Have enough depth to weather uh, the play by Chris Middleton as of late? Like can can they over can they overcome that because he wasn't good in game two, um, wasn't very good in game one. Do they have enough where Chris Middleton could be off and they'll be okay? It's a great question. I don't know. Uh, I I know this. The uh, their next matchup is going to be a tougher one. Although uh, I think they're playing. Um, they've got they what, my- Boston. 
Yeah, they'd have Miami or Indiana next. I'm sorry, yeah. They have, so so right now it looks like Miami, and uh, that's a tough one. Miami's really, really good. Uh, they need Chris Middleton. Almost almost to say, you know, without question, they need him to win a championship to play mm-hmm. really well. But to get past the way Miami's playing, I think Miami's been the most impressive team in terms of offensive execution since the seeding games began. And, uh, and so I think they need Middleton to be able to score because Miami's going to score. Like, they just have so many shooters. They obviously play very good defense. I wouldn't call it elite defense, but very good. Milwaukee needs more from Chris Middleton. And we've seen in the bubble, you know, guys can suddenly, the lights kind of click on. They've all had such strange pandemic breaks. Everyone's handled it in a different way, and many of them didn't have a choice because they just didn't have access to a gym anywhere with their own communities that were shut down totally. And so it just it does take time to come back, and then you have to consider the variable of a potential positive test or someone have to leave the bubble like Joe Harris from Brooklyn just did where, and Mike Conley just did with the birth of his child. So your opponent can suddenly get weaker for a game or two. It's a, it's a very – the randomness of this postseason is, is something we won't forget just as much as the fact there's no fans in there. Well, and then we add the the Rockets as they play the Oklahoma City Thunder. No Russell Westbrook. He's on the sideline barking out instructions. Uh, and then they have a 17-0 run with James Harden waving a towel. Uh, I don't know that I could have predicted that part of our NBA bubble <laughs> playoffs. Uh, what's their ceiling? I gave them – so I did a, a true hoop every year. They've asked me to do like a playoff odds. And I gave them, you know, 2 3% chance. I gave OKC the same because in, in, since like January, February, OKC was one of the best teams in the league. And so what, what's happening now is very, very impressive. Uh, because of James Harden, period, they can win a championship because he can go nuclear in three games in a series that they'll win. And then you just got to find a way to win a fourth like they did uh, yesterday without him playing, you know, superlative basketball. Uh, uh, they're, they're obviously going to run into some teams that beat him up inside. And defend them better. You know, the, the secret with Houston is everyone thinks they shoot a ton of threes to get a lot of points that way. They don't shoot great. They do shoot a lot of threes over 50 a game in Orlando, but they don't make a ton. They're in the mid-30s. They're just trying to spread you out so they can go get a bunch of layups with their shorties. And so as, as they see a team like, for example, the Clippers, who can get out and extend their defense, uh, or even in the championship series where they might play a team like Toronto they can, and Boston, they can really get out and guard. Uh, I think that would slow them down. But, they, guys, they can win a championship. It, it, it doesn't seem likely, but there's a bunch of teams in this playoff that I don't think can win. I think they can. He's David Thorpe of TrueHoop.com. Find him on Twitter, at Coach Thorpe, and that's Thorpe with a P-E. Have a great weekend. We appreciate it, David. Thanks so much. Thanks, guys. Be safe. Enjoy the games. Thanks. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. He's Mike Harmon. I'm Dan Beyer. Isaac will fill us in with the press coming up in 15 minutes. But the NFL, Mike, making some news this week. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. But the NFL basically developing an advisory committee that is going to advise them on what to do with games or possibly postponing games, maybe having to move games, and maybe even canceling games. And you're saying to yourself, okay, great. The NFL probably you know, will spare no expense to get the top doctors, to get the top researchers, those who have experience in this sort of field, that they're going to be able to utilize those people at their disposal. Uh, not necessarily the case, Mike. The NFL will consult an advisory committee made up of former coaches, general managers, and players on the issues of postponing, moving, or even canceling games during the pandemic. Yeah, a curiosity to me, right? This is also a committee that's going to help determine issues if, say, a team doesn't go to a full 16 games, right? We go to winning percentage and and trying to figure out exactly how this is all going to flow. It's just curious to me. So you got Champ Bailey, Isaac Bruce, Troy Polamalu, all right? So there's your your former players, uh, former GMs Bill Polian, Rick Smith, and then, well, you got uh, Charlie Casserly, and then former head coaches Tom Coughlin, Marvin Lewis. So there's there's your step. Okay, so you've got a committee, all of these guys, when it comes to wanting to play a game, you're deferring to the medical people, right? And all these other things, it's going to be, 
they all are tied to former teams. Maybe they don't like them if they'd been fired in the cases of the coaches and GMs or the players getting cut. I mean, I it just seems to me let's form a committee to help with these decisions. You're the commissioner. You've got 32 owners or governors or whatever sure. term we're using this year for, for the NFL. That, that That's it. Why do you need a committee? I, what I, what I, are they going to study? What do they bring into the table other than we want to play? I can understand reaching out to guys who were connected to 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 be on the ground level to um, to have an understanding of what is going on. But what I found interesting as part of this, because Troy Vincent, the league's uh, uh, VP, said that the competition committee was not going to be used in these decisions because of conflicts of interest where maybe you have a coach who's trying to uh, submit his input because of what's best for his team. But I would also think that we do have to give these coaches credit in understanding. And that's, you know, it's difficult to do these days, Mike. But if you are a coach of being able to, um, hopefully you'd be able to understand the ramifications of the decision or the input that you're giving. And basically being, all right, let's not be a jerk. We're all in this. What is the best for both teams and not necessarily yours? That's what it comes down to. So, like, that's like to me, like, if you're gonna if you're gonna bring in, you know, like a Tom Coughlin or Marvin Lewis, who are literally, you know, a year or two maybe removed from the game from their, you know, former positions, and you have the same thing with those players who have only been been gone for for a you know a handful of years. Then you might as well just actually use actual guys if you're becoming that close. That's the thing to me is, you know, do we do we trust the guys enough to be able to make the decisions that are right for everyone, even though they're in the thick of it? You say the owners. I say the head coaches like, you know, Anthony Lynn has COVID-19, you know, revealed or had COVID-19. Sean Payton tested positive right. for COVID-19. Doug Peterson. So these guys know the risks or at least know the, the real true experience. I just I don't think that if, if you're going to go down that road, you might as well just ask the guys who are in it because they're the ones on the ground floor. Well, they're dealing with the protocols, right? You mentioned the the clips of hard knocks earlier and and some of the teams have gone out of their way to make sure to give you some clips to say, hey, here's how we're handling the these different circumstances. And we had the news earlier this week, right? No cheerleaders. The sideline reporters are actually being the stands. Uh, a bunch of those kind of things changing uh, as well. But I, I, I see your point, certainly. The guys that are dealing with it and having to go through the protocols, you know, what's going to work, even if you're just removed from the game, you're, you're not in this. You're not, you're not trying to make those decisions, keeping people safe, keeping all the support staff around these facilities, you know, on their yeah. P's and Q's. And, you know, when we're talking about playoff seating and whatever, I know you want to take it out of the, the hands of people currently involved. But the, these guys are all recently removed all the way through or they have specific ties to teams. Like, I, I don't see what the true value of, of this is, as much as I respect the names on this list and their accomplishments in this league, having the sounding board. I mean, it just seems like, hey, Roger Goodell doesn't want to be the fall guy on this. Mm -hmm. So let's have a committee that are his, his advisory board uh, instead of having the guy that's getting paid $50 million a year actually make a decision. It reminds me of my fantasy football league where I kind of serve as the commissioner, but it's basically just to do all the dirt and the grunt work. Yeah. And then everybody else has their own input. But honestly, if we do have the own input, uh, by the way, I didn't realize that I subconsciously gave an editorial to the nine other members of my league of telling them what I think my role is. I'll move yeah, that aside. Okay. We'll but take the, it out of the podcast. Go ahead. The point is, is if we run into an issue – most of us, and in fact, all of us, I think, are able to reasonably say this is what we should do forward without or how we should move forward without, uh, you know, somebody trying to get the best, you know, the best sort of angle for their team. I would think that NFL coaches would be able to, you know, to be able to do the same considering the situation that we're in. Maybe I'm I'm giving the coaches too much credit, but I think that the NFL is not giving their coaches enough credit to do so. It just doesn't make sense, you know. I mean, 
you know, if John Ramos, they want to know what's happening on the technical side of Fox Sports Radio, why call up the guy who worked at the network five years ago? Just call up John on his extension right. and be like, hey, what, you know, like, how do we do this? And that's, that's where I think that the NFL could have gone. Yeah, He's the my- Venmo's got to clear first, though, Dan. Uh, I <laughs> want to ask true. one question for yes. the game we're watching here before we uh, pause. Mm-hmm. Um, Mike Conley, how did he get cleared to play? That's all I'm asking. He's got 20 points uh, and three assists today hey, what, in his 19 minutes. That is a rapid re-entry to the bubble. It was when he went back in on Monday night. So it was the, the four days with the negative tests, and I thought he was going to be limited. He may be limited because he may not have to play the fourth quarter. Yeah, so exactly. that, that could be the situation <laughs> as Utah is rolling against the Nuggets right now, up uh, 22 points as they play. Uh, make that 23 points as they play midway through the third quarter. He's Mike Harmon of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon here on Fox Sports Radio. I'm Dan Beyer. We are sitting in for Doug Gottlieb here on Fox. Coming up next, the latest on Blazers star point guard Damian Lillard and his broken finger. That here on Fox. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. 
The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, yeah. Heading into the weekend the right way. He's Mike Harmon. I'm Dan Beyer. You can hear Mike uh, most of the time on the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at 10 o'clock Eastern time, a weekday night, 7 o'clock Pacific. But today he's been hanging out with me as we are sitting in for Doug Gottlieb here on Fox Sports Radio. It's been fun, Mike. The uh, The hours have flown past, but we we still have a little more work to do, and we're going to put the heavy lifting on the shoulders of Isaac Lohenkron in a segment we like to call... You know, Harmon and Jason do a uh, four-hour show, Isaac. I said, Mike's just going to sit there and with a headset on for the next hour because that's what he's, what he's used to. I, I won't know what to do with myself. <laughs> just walk around the house with it, right? Four. Yeah. Oh, man. Long, All right, long time, first time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what do you that's got? Pretty cool. Let's start in the NBA. Portland Trailblazers head coach Terry Stott saying today that Damian Lillard will play in Game 3 tomorrow against the Lakers despite a dislocated finger. Stott said that Lillard will likely wear a splint. Roger that. Hmm. Maybe the Zach Collins injury, uh, right. you know, hurting them more. He's done for the season. Right. But, uh yeah, you, you obviously want Dame number, you know, Dame 100%, but um, it's still going to be a t- tough task. The uh, There was no doubt that he was going to play in game three, though. Okay. N- no doubt. Okay. I just remember uh, watching that that injury. Now it becomes the every time he drives, you're, you're using up all your fouls. Sure. I'm going after the hand. I mean, <laughs> I, I just sweep the Attack leg, Attack the man. hand. Attack the hand. That's right. As he's following through. Sorry, you're not getting any free looks. <laughs> Kill the growing Andrew. The talk John's of the hand defense. So, yeah, John's got so many body part drops, but not the hand. <laughs> I get, can got, you send out a, a screenshot of the body parts board that you've built? It's like John. operation. That's what it is. It, it's just a, a great privilege to be able to have a bird's eye view here across the glass of John in action during this segment because not only does he are his hands busy with all the potential buttons he could be pushing, depending on what we talk about, he's also like a concert pianist. He also has foot pedals with with extra <laughs> buttons down there for, for yeah. drops to play. Most yeah. impressive. Sometimes he does it blindfolded, and you can tell. <laughs> no, just kidding. Yeah. The Sports Business, like there, the Sports Business Journal reports that WNBC Television out of New York City is going to televise two Giants intra-squad scrimmages on August 29th and September 4th, which the NFL is allowing for the first time ever to let teams make good on rights deals that normally revolve around preseason telecasts. Mm. I love it. Televise it all. Let's Uh, Let's see all of those workouts, get some interviews with the new guys. And then ask them a bunch of random questions, right? Roger like that. Submit uh, crazy stuff like they're doing something on YouTube or TikTok or whatever else and have fun with it. I, I hate to correct Isaac, but I believe it's pronounced WNBC. <laughs> WNBC. <laughs> On to college football, where a group of about 25 parents of Big Ten football players held a protest outside the conference's headquarters in Rosemont, Illinois today. That's uh, right by O'Hare Airport, isn't it, Michael? Yeah. The old Rosemont Horizon that is now like Allstate Arena or something. They want more of an explanation about why the conference decided to postpone the fall football season. One of the speakers during the protest, the father of an Iowa football player. Nothing about 2020 has been has been like anything we've ever seen, okay? But if we're going to figure a way through it and, and this thing's not going away, we got to learn how to live with it. How do we learn how to live with it? Our kids are going to have to try. I, I liked how nobody was in the building that oh, they went oh, to. Yeah. Uh, like, <laughs> nobody's there. Nobody's The office isn't open. <laughs> I Listen, I feel bad for Sean Wade from Ohio State because he had a decision to make to go to the NFL or return to school 
Obviously, if you knew back then what was going to happen now, you would have gone to the NFL. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, it, to me, it was just more optics today. And I'm actually on the side. I wish the Big Ten would have given a better explanation and, and, and taken more time to make the decision. But today it was just seemed like a, a press opportunity. Yes, that was the press. Sorry, Mike, go ahead. No, it's only appropriate with the term the press uh, being used to to punctuate that. Oh, I'll tell you what. Oh, man, I don't know what life's going to be like without college football. But uh, if the other conferences play, um, yeah, you you may have to buckle up. Hey, Mike, it's been fun. We got to do it again sometime. Let's do it again soon. Thanks, Johnny. Happy birthday, Fox. For Mike Carmen, I'm Dan Beyer. This is Fox. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at first first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.